welcome back, all you craft beer fans out there. You are listening to episode 41 of Double Hop Beat, where we are taking the pulse of the beer and brewing scene. I'm James, a home brewer and beer enthusiast. And I'm Shannon, a beer intermediate. This week, we will be talking about the beer subscription services that are out there. And I have a little game for James that he doesn't know about yet. <laughs> oh, but, God. Yeah. But first, let's get a check of the weather. I mean, the homebrew news. <laughs> Some homebrewing news. We have SS Brewtech, one of my favorite homebrewing companies mm-hmm. out there. They had a September announcement that their Infusion Mash Ton is now going to have TC ports and a new Pure Flow Valve. So a Ooh. lot of people on the, the forums right now are all buzzing about this, and we're just wait, waiting anxiously for whoever gets it first to kind of test it out and see what they like about these flow control valves so that they've just patent pending have come out with and they also have their manifold valves so i think it was kind of a dive off of that where it's still sold out and that's definitely something if i had a three kettle system or the trio system i would definitely be interested in that valve because then you can basically for those listening you all know home brewers how important controlling the flow of the liquid in your wart is and recirculation and everything so that just adds another level rather than cracking your valves a certain way without going into too much detail at this point. But also the direct competitor in my mind of SS Brewtech is Spike Brewing Mm -hmm. and they're US based which I love and their pre-sale of their Spike Solo system comparable to your grandfather like that I use for home brewing. They now have their 10, 15 and 20 gallons pre-sale and their 10 gallon option has either a 120 so your standard vault outlet for at home or their 240 volt is now available and the good thing about the 240 volt is you're getting up to your boiling temps a lot quicker because it's using more energy and it's just able to get that brew day down a lot quicker than your 120. So nice for your getting your beer to temp faster, but not so nice for your electrical bill. Yeah, unless <laughs> you, you get some solar panels or you figure out um, a way to combat that. But mm-hmm. still, on average, Spike Brewing does a great job of on their website says how much in electrical cost you will basically be looking at per brew day, per gallon size. So that's pretty okay. cool that, you know, they're all very mindful of it. And again, it's duration, right? So mm-hmm. if you're spending you know, three hour or an hour and a half to get your water up to boiling temperature versus 30 to 45 minutes, you could calculate what your savings would be. It's about $5 per brew day on a, on a standard outlet, depending on where you are in the U S at least. Not Um, too bad if you're not brewing every single day. Yeah. And that's a, that's like a, at a five, maybe 10 gallon Mm -hmm. batch. Obviously the larger batch you're going to brew, the more electricity you're going to use. So I'll definitely be looking into that as I establish my home brewery in our, our new, new setup. Yeah. And something else came out that you're excited to share with the cannular system. So what's that? Yeah. So I think it's very relevant right now in home brewing is the amount of home brewers that are taking more time or have more time. They're not commuting anymore. So Mm -hmm. they have more time to brew at home. And one of the things that I've found, at least, is a lot more homebrewers are turning to canning because it's now becoming a lot more affordable and it's more cost effective than going out and getting bottles or having bottles mailed. And so what I have is the cannular from More Beer and they just came out with their cannular pro. So the big difference, other than the price, obviously, Mm -hmm. 
is that now instead of having the manual manipulation of making the seamer conduct the seams, now you just press a button and boom, in three seconds, you have your can sealed, which is great for those who are, have microbreweries that, mm-hmm. you know, their production, they're doing thousands of cans and they don't want to, they don't have the capital to spend on these big canning machines. They now have the ability, so it's less labor intensive. So you're not making those seams by hand. You're now just pressing a button done but then you don't get your arm workout yeah right because i (laughs) you know how i need my arm workouts shannon so yeah Uh, (laughs) but uh, another thing that like one is one of your pet peeves with the cannular system or any canning is the mess it makes from splashing of the foam and sealing constant wiping of beer that flies everywhere (laughs) and a lot of homebrewers were extremely like including myself like Mm -hmm. innovative and coming up with cheap alternatives to that so for example i took i reused my Mm -hmm you know, gallon, gallon jug plastic of water, jug yeah. of water to cut out a makeshift shield. Splash splash, yeah, yeah, splash guard. And others got a little more tech with that and making acrylic cutouts mm-hmm. and using, you know, plastic cutouts or reusing materials, which we're all about sustainability on this podcast. So one of the great things I see is Cannula Pro also now designed a splash guard out of acrylic that just fits nicely with the machine. And they also have the option for the standard cannula manual as well. So those are available mm-hmm. for sale, about 20 bucks to $40, depending on which model you're getting it for. The only negative that I've seen on all the homebrewing forums on these splash guards is that it doesn't have a instruction manual with it. So you kind of have to put it together but it's not rocket science they say yeah, but it's, it's still class. like they wish it would have come with a set of instructions okay i feel like we need one of those put it yeah. on the list it'll be on the list we'll see yeah uh so in personal homebrew news let me announce this to all the announcers here so for all of you all on team james or team shannon on that art that little debate we had in episode 35 automated debate on automated versus manual home brewing now that shannon is a intermediate home brewer and getting a dedicated brewing space in our, our new location that we all have i thought it was only appropriate to continue <laughs> this battle and let's see here let's open this up here shannon what what do you got uh, so it looks like it is suspense. A, <laughs> it looks like it's a, a a Pico Brew C system. I can brew my own beer. I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. So now you can also because I know your your big setback was you were you know a little intimidated by the grandfather and you wanted more of just a smaller batch <laughs> system. And the good thing now that you have the Pico Brew C, which you can't currently get on their website or anything, the good thing about, you know, the different sites out there that you can find people who have brand new stuff that mm-hmm. don't no longer want it or are just trying to get rid of it. So yeah, the Pico Brew C, you now have your own awesome. home brewing yeah, thing. Yeah, I got to do my own thing and drink my own beer because you make beer and it's good, but I can never consume enough of the ones that you make because you tend to make styles that are for you which is understandable because you're putting all the work in. And so I usually don't help you drink it as often <laughs> as I should. So this will be great. I can make my own. I can do what I want. I can make my pumpkin Yeah, beer. so we will have the brew off. And yeah, so it's Shannon's going to be using the Pico Brew C. But the good mm-hmm. thing is, so you can't cheat and just get the Pico packs no. because they are they on are hold so currently. Yeah. So you will have to do manual mode, which That's means fine. that you will have the, we will do identical recipes 
Uh, oh, we, we were will, doing identical recipes. Yes, okay. We will, c- because you have to compare results. I didn't right? think we we hadn't laid out the ground rules for this competition yet. Oh, believe me, I have. It'll be an equal playing field okay, here. Okay, okay, good to know. And the only difference, we'll put it in manual mode, and we'll brew the same batch. I'll brew okay. it on the Green Father. You'll brew it on the Pico Brew C, and okay. we'll see which one comes out we do blind, better or blind, blind tasting. tasting. Absolutely, with some impartial judges. So, okay, more about that in future episode. Maybe our new neighbors will come be some impartial judges. <laughs> Just a little teaser for you guys. <laughs> yeah, so that'll be exciting. Thank you, James. Very how so thoughtful of you. I know, right? Like I was so like aggressive against the automated brew machine, and I'm like, you know I'm what? Surprised. You know. Shannon deserves this, so oh, you know you. what? Thank like, you. Got to take care of your wife some <laughs> some of these days when she when I'm out buying brewing equipment and she supports me on that. So yeah, yeah. Now I'll do my own thing in my own corner of the basement. Thanks. <laughs> or no, well, the Pico C you can put anywhere. You could put it in the kitchen. That is you very do true. It anywhere. I can do it in the kitchen. As as you clearly pointed out in episode thirty five, well, the perks of having a modular like, system. I didn't know if this was like a reality TV show competition where we had to be, you know. In the same room, and we've got banter going back and forth. And <laughs> Who's going to have the big spill that's going to be, yeah. like, the thing that, like, like the gets the commercial and... breaks mm-hmm. of the great American brew-off. Yeah. Husband versus wife. Yes. <laughs> automated versus manual system. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, going back to your canning system, James. <laughs> yeah. So, there ha- I've, some of you may have heard, there is actually a can shortage going on in the United States. or no. All over. Yeah. So... It's kind of a bummer because a lot of breweries are pivoting to canning and distribution because they're trying to keep their business afloat during the pandemic. But there's an aluminum shortage, so that's causing a can shortage. And a lot of canning companies can't keep up with the new demand for these breweries trying to send out their brews to people because they either can't have their tap room open due to state laws or they can't serve beer on premise because they don't have food. So there's all different reasons why they can't sell as much beer as they're used to. So they're trying to do canning. And it's causing shortages. So there was first, the concern was first raised over the summer, but now it's gotten even worse. And it's causing some breweries to go outside of their current supply chain, which is also a hardship for them because they usually have to pay a premium. So it could be up to like a $10,000 premium just to get cans. And it's only a limited amount of cans. So you're going to get like a small batch or small shipment of cans. And so this is also limiting how much beer and what kinds of beer that breweries can make. Yeah, if it wasn't hard enough for breweries right now with the pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, trying to stay afloat and keep up with all the changing regulations and yeah. the health crisis and everything, now they have to worry about finding new suppliers and mm-hmm. s- some of the cans that come in from these new suppliers aren't the same quality necessarily as their suppliers that they're used to having. Yeah. So again, it's a lot of guesswork right there and it's a- at a cost as well because if they find a new supplier that the cans contain you know, this t- toxic chemical that their normal suppliers wouldn't have the barrier between the metal as well mm-hmm. to touch your product quality is always number one goal for craft breweries and this has been a struggle from some of the brewers uh, that i've talked to and that they want they never want to jeopardize quality of their product and sacrifice safety for their consumers and the people who love them so if it means they're going to be out of stock for cans so you have to either go to premise mm-hmm. another thing is growler fill-ups right now yep. across the country aren't feasible right now because of the cleanliness and dealing with that for the most part. Yeah, so some places are doing them, but it some, depends yeah, where you are. Exactly. It depends yeah. what state you're in. Uh, again, the regulations, they mm-hmm. change every day. So it's just one more 
risk factor on top of creating great beers and keeping the recipes and the ingredients that they're used to getting, everything's changing. So as a craft beer lover and enthusiast, you know, just keep that in mind too. If you have your favorite beer and, you know, it might be out for sold out for a couple of weeks or they're mm-hmm. pivoting, you're not going to get your favorite cans. Uh, just bear with them and keep supporting them. Like yeah. buy whatever you can from those breweries because they, they need it more than ever. Like every other industry right now across the, the world. Yeah, I know they've been trying to explore other options but I know bottling obviously is, is an obvious option, but the problem with that is that there's not, a lot of these breweries are so small, they don't have their own operation for bottling and canning. They have to contract it out to someone or there's these mobile canning units that come to your place and will do it for you. And it's not as feasible to have a mobile bottling operation because obviously bottles break and it's a lot more delicate and it's harder to get that service than it is to get the canning. So it's, Bottles are an option, but again, it's it's, it's also harder to get not an, the yeah, it's not it's not an sometimes. easy yeah. option either because now that they've converted most of these breweries to mm-hmm. can, canning machines, you can't convert those canning machines into bottling machines overnight, and it's still expensive if you were yep. to change them. And in di- addition to that, some of their suppliers or distributors won't accept bottles. Mm-hmm. They because of the trucks or the containers that are transporting their product they now can't have that ability to all right we're switching to bottles well you know that's going to take up this more aspect of the truck and it just logistically it's Mm -hmm. just not feasible for uh, certain breweries so it's just something to keep in mind and even on a home brewing scale it's getting harder to get those cans Uh, luckily they are still available but Mm -hmm. again it's just something to be mindful of and that's where reuse and recycle so that's one perk of the bottle right you can reuse it time and again if you're a home brewer which i'd recommend because then you're not taking up cans from your local craft breweries that might might have to go through the same distributor mm-hmm. that you're getting your cans through. So yeah, it's not something you think would be a symptom of the pandemic, but it is becoming an issue for a lot of these small breweries who are just trying to stick it out and make it through till there's a vaccine and everyone can start going there again. So okay, so today's main discussion, we are actually going to be talking about craft beer subscription boxes. So so if you can't get your <laughs> if the breweries can't get the cans, we're going to talk about how you can get, get them, them at your yourself. house yeah. because you still want to drink your craft beer and yeah. you don't want to go out. Well, I was more thinking, so the pandemic is continuing in most parts of the country. Cold weather is about to come, which means a lot of the outdoor seating at your favorite brewery is not going to be available. So either there's going to be limited inside seating, or if you're not comfortable with that, you might not want to go out at all. So my thought process was you might want to try out a craft beer subscription service and get your craft beer to your door. So in the cold winter months, you don't have to miss out on your favorite brewery. And you can also still support the breweries out there and just try all new things because you can get stuff from different parts of the country. Yeah, I mean, the favorite thing about going in a craft brewery and not being familiar with the brewery or visiting your favorites is that the turnover of different style beers or unique Mm -hmm. experimental beers that they have, or even just your favorite without having to go outside of that brewery. But now like that's whole surprise factor, right? Like that's what I love about these craft beer subscriptions or the idea behind it Mm -hmm. is that you can get a box in the mail and it's a mystery, (laughs) right? And it's some of them you can pick preferences. We'll get into it. Yep. Other ones, you it's more of you get what you get and it's an absolute and you surprise. you don't get upset. And you don't get upset. <laughs> or you find someone in your house that will drink the one style yeah. and you whatever. Well, and also it changes with the season, right? So you're able to try seasonal beers. So you're not getting like a, a light 
lager in the middle of the winter time. They're going to get probably a winter warmer or red ale, something that's kind of appropriate to the season that you're in. And I think this is a great idea because people are trying to shop early, plan for the holidays, get a craft beer subscription. (laughs) So um, there are several different companies or brands out there that are doing these and they all have their different assets to them. So the first one that I found is just kind of like a general beer box. So it's the original craft beer club and it is $44 a month for 12 beers. So you get 12 beers a month and you can do it every month. You can do it quarterly. So you can change your frequency of the shipments that you get, but you cannot change what you're getting so you can't pick and choose like oh I don't want this style or yeah so it's just like you get here's the 12 we're doing this month you get four different styles two from each from each brewery and there's three beers of each style so you get 12 all together and as you're saying you just get what you get and that's it but they do include a newsletter with recipes and pairing suggestions so you can you know plan out a meal and have this stout with a certain and this is for the U.S. as well yeah this one's in the U.S. so like yeah, so like this beer box or this subscription-based thing, the the issue I had with this one is the limita- the limitation of you can't mm-hmm. s- make some kind of a selection of, adjustments, you know, yeah. adjustments of, all right, I like these four styles of beer. Just give me stuff from those four styles. So the risk here is it is expensive because you're dealing with shipping, the weight of shipping these beers. So it'd be awfully disappointing if, you know, you know for a fact that, all right, I cannot drink stouts, porters, or even IPAs. I can't drink IPAs, and they give you three IPAs in this box. You're kind of, like, going to be like, all right, well, great. I spent $44, mm-hmm. which is hard-earned money to get maybe two beers that I'm going to drink out of this, which is unfortunate, but that's where maybe if you live with somebody or you can trade with somebody around, like, you know, it's yeah. it's still worthwhile. But so, yeah, that's so the limitation it's, I it's see. It's pretty standard box for people who love beer, but they aren't too picky. Exactly. Or this could be a good option. If you know someone, a loved one, a friend, family member that is looking to get into craft beer, but doesn't know what they like, this could be a good option to send them as a gift. Either if you just get them a month or you get them a six month subscription, just so they can try out different styles and actually find out what they like. And, And then they could potentially go to one of these other services where you can do support customization or the options a little bit more robust. So I think it's a great starter craft beer club if you're, you know, just want to get out there and try it and get your feet wet. But there's also the another company called the Micro Brewed Beer of the Month Club. And they actually have five different beer of the month clubs. So they're all kind of tailored to certain beer styles. So you can go on their website. We're going to highlight two so that they were a little bit different from some of the other services that I found. And James is a hop lover, so yes, I am. They have the uh, their first one is the Hop Heads Beer Club membership. So it is mostly IPAs and hop, hoppy beers. This one is a thirty four ninety five a month for twelve beers. That's very reasonable. So same amount of beers, um, and they come from all over the U.S. and also international. Recently, they haven't had international ones because I believe. COVID restrictions, it's a lot harder to get things in and out of customs these days. So they've only been doing U.S. beers or mostly U.S. beers. But the beers range from IPAs to double IPAs to Imperial IPLs. So that includes shipping, right? That $34.95 a month? Because that can make a big difference. So homebrewers out there, like we're always calculating how Mm -hmm. much per beer 
for the ingredients will come out to based on our yeah. gallon size and everything. So mm-hmm. if it's thirty four ninety five a month and you get twelve beers, you're looking at about two dollars and ninety ninety one cents. So uh, it's fifteen dollars extra for okay, shipping and handling. So. so it comes out to be about forty nine, almost fifty dollars a month. But I think so that's that about four dollars a beer, which is still on point with if you're gonna get mm-hmm. a beer in your local brewery or liquor store where you get you know a four pack and it's like 14 or 18 dollars mm-hmm. for those craft beers so yeah uh, that that's reasonable still reasonable yeah and this one you're gonna get three different beers so four bottles of each so it's nice to get multiples if you like the beer this is kind of the one of the things that I was kind of like uh, for me it wouldn't be the best option because I'm not a hop lover but you get three different types but what if you don't like one of the types now you have four bottles of that type you know so I would like there to be a little bit more of a variety in the box, maybe do four different types of beers, three bottles each, but that's just my opinion. Um, like you were saying with the general one, if you don't like one of the IPAs or the hoppy beers that you get, then you just might feel like you're wasting your money if you've got a if you've got four of them. Yeah, <laughs> I think at least like wasting, a lot of people but. who are would give this as a gift know kind of the person they have in mm-hmm. mind. And like, all right, I know he lo- like you said, like you know I love IPAs or yeah. hoppy be- beers. So you would be like, oh, perfect. Like I don't have to guess that he's gonna only gonna like one of the four or mm-hmm. really appreciate one out of the four which I'd love to try new things. But again, like the kind of like the reassurance for the person giving the gift as well. You don't want to be like, Oh, how was, how was that? Oh, well, you know, I only liked one of the beer yeah. out of the, the pack. So yeah. and you're like, all right, great. Like I spent $35 on you and you like <laughs> one beer. Great. But again, it is good to, to get those options and try them. And this box also comes with tasting notes and a newsletter. So you can just kind of, you could have your own personal tasting experience. You can, you know, have your little tasters, you can read the notes, you can... Now, do these beers come from all mm-hmm. over, or is mm-hmm. it state-specific? No, they come from all over the United States. So recently, they've had Brothers Craft Brewing, uh, it's a Calypso Session IPA. Great beer. Uh, they've had Roadhouse Brewing Company, Wilson, which is an American IPA. They've had Wooden Cast Brewing Company, Citronti. I think is how you say it. It's a double IPA. So they come from all over the United States, and like I said, some... Sometimes internationally, uh, right now, not as often, but so you can be from Florida and get something from Washington. Yeah, the one thing I'm hopeful, like right now, with like before beer subscriptions were a lot more cut and dry and you only had maybe one or two options. I think now with, you know, the pandemic and everything, I think regulations are changing a little bit. There's a little more flexibility in certain states. Mm-hmm. And so now you're seeing a lot more of these come on the market and even just from all the homebrewing forums and everything, there's a lot more trading going on, which check your regulations if it's legal or not based on mm-hmm. where you're shipping. But it's just a great way of like getting that connection, right? So before you'd be going over someone's house or you'd go to a yeah. party and you people would have their, you know, their wheelhouse or tasting parties. And now you can kind of do it in a way that keeps everybody distant, everybody safe. Mm-hmm. And then you can just go on virtually and tr- open these beers. And it's just a great experience yeah, to have. Do a Zoom tasting with all your friends. <laughs> so I thought that was interesting because it, it really catered to the hop lover. And so you don't see that as often. Um, they also have, so this is again, the microbrewed beer of the month club. Like I said, they have five different options, one of which is an international, you can just get international beers, which if you want. But another one they have as an option, which I thought was really interesting, is rare beers. 
So this one is obviously going to be more expensive because it is rare beers. So there's $14 shipping and handling on all these prices, but they have different tiers that you can choose from. So you can get two, anywhere between two and six bottles a month. So the two bottles is $38.95 for two. And then for four, it's $55.95. And for six, it's $72.95. So you can get pretty pricey. I mean, that's, if you get the six bottles a month, that's up in the high 80s now. So you really have to have some wiggle room and, you know, maybe some disposable income to do this one. But I just thought it was really interesting that they're offering rare beers that you wouldn't be able to get other places. So it's limited release beers. You can customize the box. They'll give you a list and you can say, okay, I want to choose these two this month or these four. And you just get to pick from that selection. And then you can also skip if you want. So if there's something you don't, you know, it's not tickling your fancy that month. You don't have to tickle your fancy (laughs) that month. Yeah. But yeah, I I love this idea because it's one of those things that I think has definitely emerged because you can't have those craft beer festivals Mm -hmm. that all the breweries would get together and have that super rare beer or rare meaning either it's very seasonal based where they're trying a new beer style or a new take on a beer and they've only made one batch of it. So for that's what we kind of mean by rare beers, not something that you will get every single year or that the brewery would produce yeah. every single year. This is like a one-off, like a one-time only. And something um, you might only be able to get at the brewery if you go Absolutely. Yeah. Most, most 90% are only on-premise. They don't, because they can't afford to can it or bottle it. Um, for a larger distribution. For a large distribution, yeah. exactly. And the quantity, the, the batch size that they make is a lot smaller because they don't know how, not only how well it's going to do, but it's m- more likely than not, the ingredients and everything that's put into the, these beers are way more expensive than the, their standard beers. So there's just no way after distributing it, putting it in the stores and everything else, that you would go into a store and, pay $30 for two beers like Mm -hmm. it's just not feasible and or the ingredients they have a very short shelf life so you have to drink it within you know a three-week period at most and it's not going to last on the shelves or make it through distribution and I just love this idea because it's bringing the kind of those for those looking for something super unique Mm -hmm. and if you don't brew at home and you're not brewing unique things every day this is kind of gets your feet wet into that and just appreciating something completely different like there was that maple syrup beer we had in minnesota for the craft beer festival that it was a one-off one-time only Mm -hmm. the ingredients cost them probably more than it would if they sold it so they just decided just Mm -hmm. this festival we're gonna have it at this festival if not that's it like that they don't make it anymore and that was amazing and something i never thought i would like but it was yeah, it was pretty good. So good. Yeah. So some of the recent beers they've had for this option is the Jelly Pumpkin Artisan Ales, El Pasteur. El Pasteur. Which is a wild rye triple ale aged in California Chardonnay barrels. Sounds like a very complex beer to me. <laughs> they've also done the Mark Twain Brewing Company, a, a Scottish style ale called a Wee Bit Foggy. That was not an attempt at a Scottish <laughs> accent, and if it was, it would have been horrible. Oh, jeez. Uh, and then Garden Path Fermentation, a hoppy blended amber ale, which was actually an exclusive just for the club. So they didn't sell it anywhere else. It was just for the people who subscribed to this rare beer subscription service. So I 
really liked this company because when I was doing some research on them, I found out that they actually taste, they've got like a panel of people and they taste every single beer and they rate them all. So they sit down, I think they, last year they tasted like 600 different beers and they rate them and they decide, okay, we want to offer these. We don't want to offer those ones. Just hope your beer wasn't 599 or maybe you do (laughs) want it to be 599. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah, so they rate them all and they kind of, they hand select what they're going to offer. So I thought that was really great that they've got some experts, people in the industry, Cicerones. giving their opinion. Yep. And they also partner with breweries. It's kind of like a symbiotic relationship. And, you know. Look at you using <laughs> my scientific terms. Is like it a symbiotic one. relationship or what kind of relationship is this? I would recommend checking them out if you are looking to give a gift or you want to get it for yourself. So going to more custom, more customizable, there is a company called The Beer Drop, and they have three different tiers. So $39, $49, and $64 a month. And you get five beers from five different breweries. And you can pick, they, so similar to Micro Brewed Beer of the Month Club, they have a whole list of beers every month. And you can go in on your account and say, okay, I want these five. And it doesn't have to be like one particular style. It can be... I want one sour, one hoppy, one fruity, one malty, one, you know, tropical fruit. So you can pick five different beers from this whole list, just depending on what you want. So you get five sets of beer. So you get 10 beers all together um, and more expensive boxes. You can also get crowlers in one and two packs or three and four packs. So you can kind of customize a what kind of beers you're getting and also the size of the beer that you want. And they also do tap room exclusives for the subscribers of the Beer Drop. Yeah, I love this option because, like I said, I love to be able to customize. And if I want to try something new, I can make a smaller size or do, you know, a certain amount versus I love hoppy beers. or I love, you know, my lagers and I love my, I even love stouts now. So, like, I might pick a larger size for that style, knowing that more chances or not I'm going to... Love this, but I still want to try those other styles and try something unique. Yeah, and I think it's good because you get more, more types of beer. You have larger options, and you only get two. So again, it's kind of catch twenty two. If you love those, and you only get two, and you're like, oh man, I just get two. But on the other hand, if you get something you've never tried before, and you get two, and you don't necessarily like it, then you're not feeling like you're wasting as much money as you would with some of the other ones. So I thought it was good that you got five different styles in this one, in this beer drop. And then another one I found doesn't have any beer at all, James. It's just... Why would I want this? Swag. Stuff we all get. (laughs) You like swag, we like swag. Yeah. Everybody likes swag. So this is from Crate Joy, and they do all craft beer swag. So it's $20.99 a month, and there's things... It changes every single month, so you get a different variety of things, but you can get t-shirts, koozies, stickers. I've seen one that had barbecue sauce made with craft beer. So you can just get beer swag, basically. So if you don't want to get actual beer or you're just trying to gift it to someone who's a craft beer lover and they are very picky about their beer, so you're not sure what they're going to want, you could go with the swag box. So I thought that was really interesting. And that's from Crate Joy. And then lastly, what we're going to talk about, which some of you may have heard of, is Tavor, which is actually an app. It's not a subscription service. So you only pay for what you want. You can build a custom box. You can just buy one beer. This sounds like an insurance commercial. 
Don't even talk to me about that. <laughs> um, and there's just a flat fee for delivery. So it's about, I think it's $15 uh, for the delivery charge. And currently they work with 650 different breweries from the United States. And you can also do a sample gift box for someone. So if you want to get someone into it, you can give them a sample gift box and just do it that way. Or you can download the app yourself and get involved. And we actually talked to our friend Nick, who we enjoy craft beer with. And we went to the Minnesota yes, uh, the Beer, beer Dabbler with Dabbler him. With him yep. um, he's got a craft beer voyage on Instagram. So if you want to check him out, but he uses the app. And I talked to him and he said that he really likes it. They only support independently owned craft breweries. Um, when he finds a beer he likes, he can order it. And they do mark up the cost a little bit, which he said was one of the downsides, but it does give him a chance to buy beer that he may not be able to find near him because he is in the Midwest. So he can get beers from all over the country. And it doesn't matter if it's one beer, 25 beers, there's still the flat fee of $15, which he really appreciated. And you can change the date of shipping whenever you want. So it doesn't have to come the same time every month. You can switch it up to your schedule. So he really liked it, recommends it to anybody that wants to, you know, try beers from all over. And the last thing we'll say about this is that you do need to check, as James mentioned, the laws in your state. Some states do not allow you to ship beer in. So you might want to just check on that before you gift it to someone or do it for yourself. Yeah, just be careful when you're sending out all those Christmas snow globes out there because <laughs> just if you put uh, snow globes fragile on the outside of the box, just be very mindful of that. Just a little little aside. Okay. But we'll take that as we will. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like one of the big things that I think that needs to change is just the, the laws regarding the shipping of alcohol, especially with craft breweries, if they were going to ship it out of state to different states to, you know, get those craft beer enthusiasts who are willing to pay for it, those craft beer experiences safely at home. I think one of the greatest things about the craft beer community is just sharing beer knowledge and the different ingredients that are fresh only to that state. I know uh, Massachusetts and North Carolina and other states, like it's just wonderful to be able to try beer from out of state. And if you're not mm -hmm. traveling, like you're losing that now in those breweries that would get that tourist, you know, vibe from it and, and from that, you know, that push of getting those beers, they're not getting any more because, you know, you're not traveling anymore. Mm -hmm. But now what we've seen is instead of having beer festivals in person, they're now going virtual. Mm -hmm. And now they're actually being able to ship in certain ones beers to your state. And our bro your brother, actually, yeah, uh, Sean, Sean, who was on the show as well, uh, reached out to me and said, hey, look, like you, I know you're huge into New York City beers and breweries, mm -hmm. and you're disappointed that you can't come out here due to the pandemic. They're doing a Blocktoberfest uh, in 2020, which is New York City's Brewers Guild is putting this on. And how it works is you can buy any variety of beer boxes, 12 packs or 24 packs, and they're shipping to 31 different states in the U.S. right now, which is pretty incredible. Pretty yeah. And I think that's wonderful. I think the regulations need to allow that a lot more. Mm -hmm. And basically what you're, you do is all the New York City breweries, it's got certain ones in there. You can pick which 12 or 24 pack and they surprise you with they say the style of beer, but mm -hmm. they don't tell you what beer from that brewery, oh. which is awesome because I love my New York City breweries as much as Massachusetts mm -hmm. and 
Vermont and our local East Coast as well as West mm-hmm. Coast. And I love all breweries. I was gonna say so craft breweries. Basically anyway. the whole country. Basically independent breweries. I just I just can't get enough of supporting them. And what I love about this is you get to pick and choose. It is a little pricey, but you're paying that premium because of the shipping costs and you also get special access to some virtual, you know, calls and sessions and different mm-hmm. information. Uh, in seminars, which is great. Like the brewers are going to be on there, you know, different highlights of ingredients are going to be on there and different topics that I'm really into. But, you know, if you go into the brewery, they might not be available to talk to you, obviously, because they're busy, you know, get six feet close to them. Well, exactly. But (laughs) in a normal state, you know, we would never be able to necessarily talk to the head brewer. I mean, like, come on. True. Sometimes. I mean, I mean, I make make my way. Yeah. I I talk to the head brewers because like, that's just me. (laughs) I'm persistent. If Michael, if I can get Michael Phelps on my bachelor party to, to hang out for a little bit, then uh, I think I can make it happen. Yeah. A little aside. <laughs> Shout out to Michael Phelps if you're listening to this craft beer oh, he podcast. He definitely listens to this craft beer. Who podcast. all my friends now are like, yeah, I was standing in line with Michael Phelps and he he looked at me. And meanwhile, I was like, yeah, it's big deal. <laughs> okay. You didn't believe me when I said it was Michael Phelps. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Anyway. Yeah. So check that. Make sure you check that out if you're interested. It's not going to happen for too much longer. So make sure you check out the New York City Brewers Guild yep. on that. It was a pretty cool, cool idea. Awesome. Well, thanks, Sean, who we had on our episode, uh, Beer, the International Word for Party, and James for sharing that. Appreciate it. So to wrap up today's episode, I am going to test James's beer IQ. Why am I always being tested? This is like relationship 101. Because I'm constantly <laughs> being tested here, and anytime I test, I end up buying you things at the end. So I guess well, here we go. So you know I'm done with grad school, so I have a lot of time on my hands now. Oh, geez. Allegedly. A lot of research being done. So I'm on BuzzFeed. Help me, homebrewers. Help me. <laughs> Help me, please. So I'm going to give you a BuzzFeed quiz about your beer IQ. <laughs> oh, great. I'm going to get like a zero. We'll see how fast it goes depending on how well you know your answers. All the right, first one go. is a give me. What does IPA stand for? India Pale Ale. Okay, I wasn't even going to read the I was going to say, is this going to be a multiple choice? Or am I well, there are multiple choices, off? but I knew you knew that one, so I wasn't going right. to read them. Well, great. Now it's like, I don't think you know this one, so okay. I'm going to give you the multiple choice. How about you tell me if you want the multiple choice? Just, just okay. go, just keep, Pilsner go is a variety of what beer family? Lager or ale? Lager. Okay. I'm not going to tell you if you're right until the end, just so you know. Oh, great. What does ABV stand for? I'll call by volume. Which of these brands is not owned by Anheuser-Busch? Budweiser, Rolling Rock, Labatt Blue, or Michelob? Michelob. Uh... Okay, that was your answer. <laughs> oh, what the? Oh, what? So I got it wrong. So she's quickly moving on. How many beers are in a standard American keg? A hundred. So these are all twelve ounce beers. A hundred and twenty, eighty-eight, thirty, or one sixty-five. Oh, my fraternity is. I think I had this down. One twenty, eighty-eight, thirty, or one sixty-five. Definitely not thirty. It's. Uh, no, that would be a waste of your money. <laughs> see, five, a gallon, twelve ounces. You gonna try to do math in your head now? Yeah, that's not gonna work. Okay. I'm gonna say the 120. Okay. Where was the first known American brewery located in 1612? Jamestown, Virginia, New Amsterdam, aka Manhattan, New York, Williamsburg, Virginia, or Plymouth, Massachusetts? I'm gonna say Plymouth. Probably wrong, but 
Okay. 1600s. Which of these American brands is actually owned by a foreign company? Miller, Paps Blue Ribbon, Sam Adams, or Yingling? Paps. Which brand is known for its bitter beer face TV commercials? We all know you're so good at TV oh, commercials, James. Wow, way to, way to go um, back to the Corona. Yeah commercial with the freaking palm tree. It was just a foreshadowing of the pandemic because you couldn't think of Corona. Anyways, uh, Coors Light, Keystone, Natty, sorry, Natural Light. (laughs) I'll call it by its proper name. Natty Light. (laughs) Or Rolling Rock. These commercials haven't been on forever because they suck. I don't know. Take Uh, a guess. Coors, Keystone, Natty, Rolling. Yeah, bitter beer. Natty. Okay. Which state was this beer originally brewed in? It is the... Good luck, Olympia, it's the water. That's the name of the beer. Olympia, it's the water. And it's Oregon, New York, Washington, or Minnesota. Hmm. It's do, the water. Do, 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 do. Can I phone a friend? No. Oregon, New York, Washington, Minnesota. I'll go with my Minnesota friend. Okay. Probably. <laughs> it's probably New York. The first bottled beer was sold in what year? 1850, 1770, 1910, or 1927? 1927. Okay. Which famous brewery was known for their classic illustrated ads? It's good for you. And they're like, it's like a cartoon. That's Guinness. I could tell by the color. No, I'm just kidding. I've seen that ad before. Okay. And then what are the Water. Yeah. Hops. Okay. Malt. Okay. And yeast. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, if you did not say yeast. Well, because malt and barley are usually put together in the same same category. Okay. So. What is this plant? The hop it's, plant? It, yeah. <laughs> it's obviously hops. <laughs> and what brand's logo is a beer-toting blonde? St. Pauli girl, old blondie girl, <laughs> Bex, or Carlsberg? I'll say Bex. Okay. Which <laughs> which brand was made famous by itself? What's up? TV commercial. Oh, God. You're going to put that on here, Budweiser? Come on. Which of these is not a type of beer? Stout, Malbec, Sour, Lambic. Uh, option two. Malbec? Okay. What is the name of the most popular beer brand in the Simpsons universe? Duff. Which country consumes the most beer per capita? The U.S., the Czech Republic, Ireland, or Germany? Ooh. I feel like this one could be a trick question for some people. That's that's tough. But yeah, pro- probably the Czech Republic, probably. Okay. Which U.S. state consumes the most beer per capita? North Dakota, Vermont, Montana, or Texas? Probably Texas. Okay, James. You got... I got nothing. <laughs> you got uh, 10 out of 19 correct. So you are, according to BuzzFeed, meh. You're a pretty average beer fan. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly what I would th- think I would get on a BuzzFeed quiz. So, uh, so you got 44, 44% better than other quiz takers. Good job. I think you honestly did better than I did when I took it, so you can be proud of that. And it was St. Pauli Girl. Come on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess. That Come makes on, sense. James. Well, thanks for playing this week's episode of Test Your Beer IQ on BuzzFeed. <laughs> Terrible. Another reason why I don't take those. 
Well, maybe if you took them more, you'd do better. Maybe if like big you beer. You need to find out what kind of cheese your personality is, James. What? <laughs> Whoever works at BuzzFeed, I don't know what they do with their lives. <laughs> Just... Oh, dear Anyways, Lord. Anyways, thank you all for listening to this week's episode of Double Hot Beat. To continue this brewing session, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And if you have a homebrew experience that you want to share with us, direct message us or email us at doublehopbeat at gmail.com and rate and review us on our podcast platforms. Yeah, anywhere you find your podcast, you can rate us and review us. This has been Double, Double Hop Beat. Beat. Catch, Catch you on, on the, the brew side. side.